Welcome to the Temple Baptist Church Podcast, coming to you from Swan River, Manitoba, Canada. This week, we welcome guest speaker Pastor Luke Miller from Calvary Baptist Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, where he preaches part one of his series, Sent, Living Life on Mission. Well, several weeks ago, we began announcing that we would be starting a series entitled Sent, Living a Life on Mission. And uh, the series is based upon the words of Jesus spoken in John's Gospel, chapter 20, verse 21, where Jesus turns to his disciples and says, As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. We have invited Luke Miller, who is pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in Regina, to um, begin this series for us. He shared this morning in the fireside room with a number of us who assembled there. And um, he is going to, as I mentioned, share with us this morning. Luke not only pastors Calvary Baptist Church, but he's also a church planter and uh, planted uh, the uh, plant, uh, church plant vintage in, um, out of Calvary Baptist in Regina. He also teaches uh, at the seminary here in uh, Living Word um, in Swan River. And um, the, you may recall that a number of years ago, Cam Roxburgh uh, came and he spoke here at our church at the Manitoba Baptist Association sessions. That was in October of 2012. And uh, Cam began to uh, talk about this whole aspect of, of being missional and what it is to be a missional church, a missional individual, living a life on mission. Uh, Luke has been brought into the conversations regarding this uh, through our North American Baptist Conference, and so he's having input as, uh, as our conference begins to give more attention and emphasis to this whole aspect of what, what does it mean to be a sent people? What does it mean to be a people living on mission? And so we invited Luke to begin by setting for us that theological foundation. If we're going to do anything as a people of God, it has to have a theological foundation. It has to have a biblical foundation and basis for it. And so we've invited him to, to speak on the, on the theme of our God who is a sending God. And as you read scripture, you find throughout scripture, God is sending uh, his people into the world. And so without any further Introduction, I'm going to invite Luke to come forward. Uh, you may recall that he was here probably over a year ago uh, doing a series on creation. And so welcome back. Well, morning. Well, good morning, Temple Baptist. All right. Uh, oh, hey, that's that's great for the first try. Normally, it's, uh, normally it's a, a tough go when you come into a church and you say, good morning, and it's like, uh, morning. You know, like, all right, I will acknowledge that morning exists. I've yet to determine whether it's good or not. You know, uh, we'll wait till after your sermon. No, uh, it's, uh, it's good to be back here. Uh, it's, uh, it, it has been a year, although I'm starting to think that... Uh, starting to think that Swan River is starting to become my second home because I've been up at the, I'm teaching at the college this week. I've got another two weeks that I'm teaching up there uh, at the end of March and beginning of April, and I'm there in September. Uh, and so, you know, I'm starting to find out the places to eat, you know, 
places not to eat or what, uh, whatever it may be. I'm, uh, I'm enjoying my time up here. Uh, this morning I got to share uh, with, uh, during the equipping module. And, and what we've been doing and, and what I've been asked to come up here and do is start this conversation about what missional is, who God is, and we looked at that this morning, who God is, uh, and really who God calls us to be. Uh, what a church on mission actually looks like. And for us to start to really rethink some of our ideas about what, ch about what church should be. Uh, and, and the NAB, which is our North American Baptist Association, which Temple is a part of, Calvary is a part of, uh, is in you know, 70,000 other people worshiping across uh, North America and uh, overseas this morning are also a part of, are very much asking the same question. Uh, where is God calling us? But who are we called to be? And uh, as Pastor Neil mentioned, uh, when Cam was up here, uh, and I've heard uh, Cam speak a whole bunch, and uh, I'm privileged to call him a friend, and we've been doing some work together on this missional stuff. About 12 years ago, the NAB started going down this road, and they started asking the question, you know, what is missional? And the definition that they came up with, with is, a renewed theological vision of the church on mission. I know. That is a lengthy title, and it is packed with so much stuff. Uh, so I'm going to kind of unpack a bit of it by looking at how God sends us. Now, I could sit here for, you know, 20 minutes and tell you what missional is or some, a bit about what missional is, but I think if it, it works all right, I've got someone else who can do this much quicker in about a minute and 30 seconds. To have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, might as well say, Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Won't you please? Won't you please? Please, won't you be my neighbor? And so we're neighbors again today. All right, that concludes this morning's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I, I show this clip because Mr. Rogers gets it, I think, to a, to a certain extent. Uh, you know, he opens up, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day to be neighbors, won't you be mine? Uh, and... As I talked this morning about uh, who we are as a people and who we are as a church, one of the things that we realized and I started to talk about was, is that 
we've built these uh, lovely churches and lovely facilities. And, and so often we find ourselves saying, why isn't anybody coming into church? You know, why isn't anyone uh, joining us on a Sunday? The gospel is being proclaimed in here. Uh, the word of God is being uh, taught in here. Yet, yet we don't see an influx of, of the community and of uh, the, the town coming into our churches. Uh, and, and the argument I want to make with you this morning is really about the fact that we are not fully embracing this idea of what it means to be a sent people. At the heart of being a missionary or being missional is really the realization that you, we are, in fact, missionaries. I've taken this statement right behind me straight off the, the North American Baptist website, uh, which simply states who we are. And it says, we are a family of missionaries. We believe every follower of Jesus is a missionary. Our mandate is to equip missionaries for service both at home and internationally. Now, that doesn't mean, that, that statement does not say we are a family that contracts out missionaries. It does not say that we are a, a church that just supports missionaries. It's saying that we all as Christ followers are missionaries ourselves. And what does this really mean? And I, like I just mentioned, the heart of this is really understanding that we are a sent people. And if we want to understand the importance of, of us being a sent people and God being a God who sends his people, we should start at the very beginning. Uh, and, and if we take a look, which is really great because it's where I left off last time I was here. Uh, and so we, we took a look at Genesis chapter 1 last time. We'll take a, a little look at what happens at the very beginning uh, of the Bible. And I want to just draw this narrative that we see throughout all of Scripture that God is calling us to go. God is calling us to be out in our neighborhoods. God is calling us to get to know our neighbors. Uh, and impacting them, not just getting to know them, but impacting them with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so if we go back to the very beginning, we see that, that uh, in Genesis chapter 1, we see the, the creation story. And, and throughout the creation story, we understand that there is a purpose there. If you take a look at Israel's neighbors and understand that everything that's going on around the ancient Near East at that time and and throughout all of this, you know that, that Israel is in the middle of all sorts of different nations. And there's a, a reason why Genesis is written in the form that it is. It's because it mirrors many of the same literary characteristics that we see in other ancient Near Eastern stories. However, Israel's, Israel being different writes theirs as history, not as a legend or anything along those lines. And so from the very beginning of Genesis, we actually see the importance that is being put on telling the story of who God is. Yes, part of the Genesis account and, and Genesis itself is for us to remember how God is sovereign, how God is there for us, how God is a creator. Yet it is also meant to be as a ministry. It's meant to be as a message, as an account of who God is and what he has done so the neighbors around Israel as well could understand. I don't have time this morning, although I talked about it last time I was up here, so I'm sure you all remember it. But the, uh, uh, when, we, when I was up here last time, 
I, I talked about how even the words in Genesis are framed in a way that would that the people in the, especially the Egyptians and the Assyrians and the Mesopotamians would want to, would know that, you know, this God of Israel was a true God. Uh, as we talk about uh, the Spirit of God hovering over the waters and the significance that that has uh, of God being in control of everything, whereas the ancient Near Eastern gods just being in control of small little pieces. Genesis was written as a way to be a testimony to who God is, to all of its neighbors. As you continue on in Genesis, it's not just from the very beginning. We see uh, when we go beyond that, there are certain places throughout the, uh, the book of Genesis where we hear the word, these are the generations of. We call it the Toledot, uh, which is simply saying this is the account of. These are the generations of. This is not just saying the history. This is the story of God and his people. Now, it's not just saying this is a story of God and his people. I hope you enjoy it. It's written for a specific purpose. It's written for though anyone who reads it, any of the neighbors around Israel who read it, whether they're, they're hearing the story of Adam, whether they're hearing the story of Noah and his sons, of Shem, of Terah, of Ishmael, of Isaac, of Esau, or of Jacob, they hear in it the story of who God is and the relationship that he has with his people. I, I think it's important that we start to understand this right from the very beginning. That the Bible was written as a, as a history, but as an account of God sending his people. Of God, even from the earliest writings, God sending a message. Again, sending a message, sending a story to the nations around that he is the one true God. So that people who came in contact with God, people who understood who God was and is, their lives would change forever. So that's really what this is about. Even from the very beginning, it's about that story. And as we take a look at the story of of, of several different people throughout the Bible, we see this narrative that God weaves of sending his people. And the question we ask ourselves today is, are we that sent people? And the answer absolutely is yes, we are that sent people. If you are sitting here this morning and you are a Christ follower, you are a sent person by God. God is sending you. And wherever he sends you, this week, wherever you find yourself this week, you have to understand that the God who created the heavens and the earth, the God of Genesis, the God of, of all of the accounts that we've looked at, is putting you in that place for the exact purpose of why you are there. To share, to impact lives with the story of Jesus. That seems difficult, doesn't it? That seems like it might be a little tough. Well, as we read from the biblical stories of, of all the people that I've read, uh, or I shared on the back, you know, from Adam to Noah to Terah and all of the, uh, Isaac and Jacob and Ishmael and all of these different stories that we read, yeah, it's going to be tough. But as a church is, and as a church across North America, we have to start understanding how important this really is to walk out those doors and make an impact on our community. 
One of the, the, the biggest uh, stories that we see right from the get-go, if you've got your Bibles and you find yourselves in Genesis chapter 12, uh, just reading through the first three verses, and I've got it behind me, uh, but, but if you uh, have your Bibles, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 to 3, we see the story of Abram. Uh, one of the, the initial stories where we really see a sent person. Uh, and, and it goes like this. The Lord said to Abraham, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Now, so often we get to this passage and we, we, start at the verses, we start at verses 1 and 2 and we often stop. Go from your country, your people, your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. We often hear when we send missionaries, this passage is read, verses 1 and 2. But often we forget about verse 3. And as we take a look at verse 3, it says, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And often we can even read that. But we forget this last tiny little snippet at the very end. And all the peoples of the earth will be blessed through you. Meaning, whoever Abram comes into contact with, as he shares his story about God calling him from his country to another land is everything that happens to him, the people of the world will be blessed through him. So I guess that asks us really the question this morning of, of are the people of Swan River blessed by you? Is God being, being made known to Swan River? As a, as a church, are we being, are we making an impact? On Swan River. Is Swan River being blessed because of the ministry that's going on here? And no doubt it is in, in many ways. But this whole series, as I've been able to talk with Neil and, and see what uh, see the direction and the conversations that are happening here, it's time that we start to get excited about the fact that God is calling us to something more. Not just as a church, but individuals saying, are you sent? And we know the answer is yes. So how do we go about this? Again, we know that Abram has it. If we go to the, the Gospels, we see that this is happening. Uh, as Pastor Neil uh, you know, read, just as the Father sent me, I am sending you. Just as uh, Jesus sent his disciples, his disciples sent out more disciples. Just as we find ourselves here this morning, learning about who God is, we ourselves are going out this week, to also make disciples, to also share the gospel. In John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, it says this, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. I am the light of the world. If we follow the logical path that Jesus tells his disciples, that he's, this is the Father sent him, that he is uh, sending them, 
As Jesus says in Matthew with the Great Commission, go and make disciples. If we take that into account and then read here that Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Then we have to understand that we too are the light of the world with the message that we have of Jesus. And really, we have to understand that the question is not whether or not you are the light. You don't have that option. You don't get to choose that as a Christ follower of whether you are a light to the world or not, period. Jesus commands his disciples, Jesus commands us to do this, to be a light to the world. It is not an option. The question we have to ask ourselves as churches across North America and as uh, in Swan River and for you as individuals is, how bright or how dim are you? How bright of a light for Jesus do you really want to be in this community? Or how dim will you be? It's a, it's a tough question. Uh, there, there's no doubt about it. Uh, as, uh, as Pastor Neil said, I came from, uh, I'm, I'm from Regina. I'm originally from BC. Uh, my wife is from Regina. Calvary Baptist is her home church. Uh, and so, you know, I, you know, as I, I kind of joked this morning, you know, me being from uh, Victoria and her being from Regina, I remind her all the time of the things I did for love. Uh, but, you know, it's, uh, uh, it, it was a big learning curve for me. I came from a church of 1,200 to 1,500 people uh, in Victoria, and I found myself when I arrived at a church of about 50. Uh, and, and so for me, this was a very difficult, you know, adjustment. But also for us as a church, Calvary had been around for about 40 years at that time, and it had roughly stayed around the same size for that time. And we had to start asking our questions, are we making an impact in this neighborhood? Are we being good neighbors while at the same time proclaiming the gospel? Because I I would argue that Jesus would say that being a true neighbor is sharing the gospel. And the question we asked ourselves was this. We gathered on a Sunday morning, and I remember it very clearly. We said, if we tear down this building right now, if we get rid of it, if tomorrow it is a parking lot, will anybody in this neighborhood notice? And we followed it up with a second question, which is, if we moved from our own houses, if we moved out of the neighborhood to a new place, would anybody notice as well? And I'll tell you, we didn't like the answer. It was not uh, an answer we wanted to hear, realizing that if we tore down the church, then yes, the people within the church would notice and there'd be a, a piece missing in their heart. Yet at the same time, the kids in the neighborhood would say, sweet, There's just a larger parking lot to ride our bikes or play basketball or or, or do whatever. And this started us on this journey of of asking how bright of a light are we to the world in sharing who Jesus is. It started us down a road that was was very much um, a difficult one. We were starting a conversation about the impact that we could make, yet at the same time we were asking ourselves, the question of of how does this start to look for us? How do we start to be a sent people? How do we go from our comfort zone 
Whatever you want to say with Abraham, go from your country, go from your comfort zone and find yourself in a place where God is calling you and serve there. And, and we asked this over and over and we talked about it and we had to ask ourselves really the question, were we motivated? The gospel tells us we need to be, but really, were we? Now, I don't know about you, but like when, we, when I grew up, uh, every Saturday, we had something called Miller Family Fun Day, uh, which was just a way, a creative way that my parents used for saying doing chores. Uh, and, uh, and my dad would come in and say, who's ready for Miller Fun Family Fun Day? And we're like, nobody is, because we know we're going to be mowing the lawn, you know? And, and, and so we would, you know, we'd go out and we would rake the leaves. There was not a lot of motivation that was going on there. And I mean, like anything, we would do just the bare minimum. So from our kitchen window, you could see part of the backyard. And we knew exactly what tree we could stop at raking the leaves so that when dad looked out the yard, it would look like the backyard is, is raked. However, one third of the yard was still not raked yet. You know, we did the least amount possible of work, despite how much fun it was, uh, to, you know, to get the job done. And for us as a church, that's what we realized that we had been doing. We had been saying, what is the, the amount that we need to get done to really call ourselves church? We will gather on Sunday. We will have a Bible study. And, well, you know, uh, that we'll run one week of VBS and, and we'll be good. And we had to, we had to come to this realization that we had not been motivated to really share with our neighborhood the most important thing to us, which is who Jesus is. This sent people. It doesn't matter if it's being sent in your own home to your own family that does not know Jesus. It does not matter if it is being sent to your neighbor or the neighbor down the street who does not know Jesus. It does not matter if it is across the world or in your own backyard, you're still being sent. Acts chapter 1, uh, we often go to Acts chapter 2, which is what we did this morning in our equipping module. Uh, but Acts chapter 1 uh, talks about just as Jesus was about to head up to heaven. Uh, and it's this great story with the disciples. Uh, by this time, they've already been told to go make disciples of all nations. They've already been taught by the by Jesus, the, the, the teacher, the rabbi, you know, their closest friend who made them disciples and discipled them over, uh, over the years until his death. He's now uh, been resurrected and he's, talked with his, and he's talking with his disciples. Uh, and we come to this place where we see uh, in Acts chapter 1, which says, uh, you will, but you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. Even if I stop right there, you will receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. If we just stop, we could just stop there if we wanted to and, and pick that apart. And it sums up that same message that we see in, of Abraham, of God sending him. That sent message of God to be witnesses. And when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and I can tell you right now, it's the same thing what I said with, if you are, if, if you are, you don't have a choice of whether you are a light to the world. It's how bright or how dim you will shine. 
It's the same thing that we see here. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, if you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian, then you've got the Holy Spirit, period. So then we have to read the next line, which says, so you will be my witness, period. It's as clear as day, but to the disciples of Jesus, they needed their own wake-up call as well. Telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And after saying this, this is the part we, I love, after saying this, he was taken up in a cloud while they were watching, and they could no longer see him. And as they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them, saying, Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken away from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way that you saw him go. I love this picture. I've stood on this hill in Jerusalem where, they, where it was most likely happened, and I just pictured these disciples standing there looking up into heaven. And it says there are two white-robed men came along and came alongside them, I just picture them being like, men of Galilee, what are we looking at? You know, they're just pondering this idea of, of, of what's going on here. They're a bird or, you know, a, a plane or, you know, whatever it may be. We, you know, what, what are you looking at? Jesus has given you everything that you need. Jesus is coming again. So now you need to act with urgency. Go, you know, here were the disciples, well-equipped to do everything that they needed to do at that time. Yet at the very same moment, <laughs> here they were just wondering what's next. And they get this message of, you're sent people. When I look at the gospel message, when I look at what it means for us, so often I, I, I find that we love to talk about it amongst ourselves. We have a tough time walking out these doors. I have a tough time walking out these doors. I'm a golfer, uh, which now means that, you know, I've faced the reality that golf season lasts like five months, where it came from where it lasts 12. Uh, and, uh, and I'm dealing with it in my own way. Uh, it's, uh, but it's, uh, uh, you know, but I love going out on the golf course. And this, is the, uh, and this isn't just a way, although I will hand it to Pastor Neil on a silver platter as being a way. Uh, this was a way where I said, you know, I love golfing. And, and, you know, I can also, you know, impact people in the same way uh, where I'm golfing, you know. And, you know, so it was one of my gifts, so I figured I should spend some time on the golf course. You know, you're welcome. And, uh, uh, and, and, and so, you know, as you, I remember going out to the golf course. And I would go out to the golf course, and there's one thing about golf that you, all you golfers know, is that over the four hours, you will experience every range of emotion in the playbook. Every emotion you have, you will be angry and ready to quit golf and throw your clubs into the water, uh, then pull them out of the water, apologize to them, and say they're the greatest things on earth as you hit your next shot. 
Uh, you know, you'll be in this range of, you know, this is the best game ever to this is the worst game ever. And, and I would always go out to men's night and I would golf with three random strangers. And it's really interesting to think that over four hours, you're going to see three other strangers experience the same range of emotions. And, and sure enough, the first three holes, four holes, we'd be talking about uh, all sorts of different things. And then finally, the question would come for me, which is, so what do you do, Luke? Uh, and I would then say, well, I'm a pastor. And you could immediately see the panic in their eyes, you know? Oh my goodness, what did I say over the last four holes? You know, or, you know, what did I shout? What did I do? What did I do? What did I do, right? You know, and there was this, there was this horrible, you know, anxiety, you know? And, and I was like, don't worry about it, you know? Like, you haven't seen me yet till hole seven, you know? Uh, and, but this reality of, of their, they were nervous because all of a sudden here was a, a person who goes to church and, and leads a church. And I remember most times the conversation after that would go to the, go something like this. Well, I used to go to church, but. Or I thought about going to church, but. Uh, and I would respond by, by saying, you know, I mean, one guy I had say to me, I went to church for three years, and after three years, nobody even knew my name. Uh, and so I decided I was not going anymore. And I said, today is your lucky day, because I am going to promise that I will memorize your name, Ryan, and you'll never have to worry about that again. And all of a sudden, there was this panic. He's like, whoa, well, I mean, there were some other things, you know, and and I'm like, but the reality was, is, you know, I love asking the question of like, what will it take for you to come be a part of this community? And then he said something very interesting to me. And, and I've remembered it uh, ever since. Is he said he had over and over, all throughout the years, people invite him to church. And he never went. And finally he did one day. And then at the very end of it, I'm going to church, he was talking with the guy who invited him, and he said, hey, my daughter has a dance recital next Thursday. Do you think you'd want to come to that? I think she'd really like it, and it'd be really cool. And the person responded by saying, no, I can't do that. We ask people sometimes the most difficult thing to get them to come here, rather than realizing that we are being sent out there. I, uh, I, and, and I could go on, and what I say is, are you looking into the sky like the disciples? Are you looking right in front of you where God has placed you? Because I think as we start to look through the lens of, start to look through the lens of what it means to be a church on mission, to be a sent people, we start to see that God is using us exactly where he wants us to be. And, and I know, uh, I can't remember how it was phrased, uh, but I loved it And when Pastor Neil and I were talking about how he says, when you go from here, you know, bless, bless someone three times, or bless someone this week uh, as you go from here. Um, and I really mean that. I, I love that. Uh, I went back and I used that, and, and it's true. As we're being sent, tell your, right now, as you're sitting there, Write down someone who does not know Christ that you are going to connect with this week. Because it's not an option. It sounds 
Like it's very black and white. But it is. In your mind right now, on a piece of paper, in your Bible, in your prayer journal, say that you're going to connect with someone that you know needs to know Jesus and you just want to connect with them. And I'll tell you this right now. If you're sitting here saying, well, I don't know anyone who needs to know Jesus, then you need to get out way more. All right? Because there is a world out there that needs to know Jesus. There is a valley right around here that needs to know Jesus. There is a neighborhood within a a square block from here that needs to know Jesus. So you shouldn't have a problem thinking of a name of someone that you will connect with this week. Hear their story and share your story and share how Christ is so beautifully interwoven into that, into your own story. I always say, if you write someone down who doesn't know Christ, you should also write down someone as we want to be disciples and have an identity as disciples. Write down someone that also knows Christ. And say, how can I encourage you? Pick up the phone, write an email. Dare I say, go to in person and say, how can I encourage you this week? How can I pray for you this week? How can I come alongside you as you are being a sent person this week? Ask where you are being sent. And then think of some place you will go this week and have a conversation with someone. In the morning session, we talked about what it it meant to be a regular somewhere. We're creatures of habit. We go someplace at the same time. Each week, we'll see the same people. there is a reality that we need to be in those places, finding the person of peace, talking with our town, understanding the heartbeat of who Swan River is. Ask yourselves right now, what's the biggest event in Swan River? I don't know what it is. Maybe the Stampede. I seem to hear about that lots. Uh, and, or at the rink or whatever it may be. And ask yourselves as a church, in the biggest event that this city has, in the top five biggest events that this city has, is God present? Is Temple Baptist present? Are you present? Sharing that story of who God is. Because when your light shines before others, they're getting a picture of what God the Father is like. And I can't even start to think of a better picture. As an encouragement, as I, as I finish uh, here, I, I realize, oh, I don't know what time it ends, and I don't need to know because that way I can keep going. Uh, it's, uh, uh, as an encouragement, uh, if you've got your Bibles, you can uh, take a look at Habakkuk chapter, uh, chapter 1, verse 5. If you're looking for Habakkuk, Go to Matthew and hang a left five books. Uh, and, uh, and you'll find yourself there, a, a guy wrestling with God about everything, all the stuff that we're wrestling with this morning and, and being a sent people. And, and God responds to him by saying something that is just amazing. Throughout all the questions that Habakkuk is asking, God responds by saying, look at the nations around you. Take a look around you. Look and be amazed. 
for I am doing something in your own day where you are right now. I am doing something great. Something you wouldn't even believe it's so amazing. Even if someone had told you about it, you still wouldn't believe it because it is so amazing. And I now take that statement and I pose it to you. As you start to ask the questions, as Neil, Pastor Neil goes through all of this idea of, of being sent people and the foundations of God being ascending God right from the very beginning in Genesis, right to the very end. Understand that as you look around Swan River, look around at Swan River, look and be amazed because God is doing something right now in your own day, in your own place, in your own town. But here's the best part. He wants you to be a part of it. So, let me finish with this question again. The statement. The question is not whether or not you are the light to the world. The question is not whether or not you are a sent people. That's not debatable. We are. The question is, how bright are you, Temple Baptists, going to shine in this community day in, day out, through the rough times, through the great times, in moments when it celebrates and moments when it mourns. How bright are you going to shine? Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. I just thank you that we can gather together as a, as a people, as a, as a community that is wanting to serve you, and is wanting to ask the questions of how do we serve you? Lord, I pray that you put it on our hearts, those names of those people who don't know Jesus, whether it's our neighbors, whether it's our own family members, whether it is our coworkers, whether it's the people we go to school with, and we get those names and you, you give us those names and we say, this week I will be sent to them. This week I will hear their story for the first time. This week I will share my own story for the first time and how you are so beautifully interwoven with it that we will realize that we are a sent people. And this is not a debate. That we are called to go and make disciples. That just as the Father, just as, as you, the Creator, the God who made the heavens and the earth, sent your only Son for us, who sent Him, Jesus is sending us. You are sending us as a people. God, let us impact this town. Let us impact Swan River. Let us change lives forever, knowing that heaven and hell hang in the balance with the sole message of your son, Jesus Christ. And we are the people who get to deliver that message. Great things are happening. I pray we, we look around and we see that you are at work and you ask us to be a part of this beautiful plan. And we openly accept, whether we are a kid in elementary school or a senior or anything in between, know that the message and the mandate is the same. That you send us to share about your son. I pray these things in your amazing name. 
Thanks for joining us. We hope we were able to provide wisdom and insight in your faith journey. If you would like to connect with us, you are welcome to join our service every Sunday morning at 1030. For more information, you can find us at facebook.com slash TBC Swan River. And if you would like to find more episodes of our podcast, go to anchor.fm slash Temple Baptist Church or search on your favorite podcast app.